hello and welcome to the show. It is me, John Park, and you are just in time for John Park's workshop. Thanks everyone for stopping by. Uh, we have people over in our YouTube chat as well as our Discord chat. And if you're somewhere else, I recommend checking out Discord. You can go to adafru.it slash Discord and uh, head right over here to this live broadcast chat channel. You can see we have a whole bunch of channels there. Uh, including the welcome, the general chat, pet photos, live broadcast chat, and then a bunch of help with, uh, depending on the subject you're interested in helping or getting help with, CircuitPython, 3D printing, audio, Git, projects, radio, Raspberry Pi, and so on and so forth. Uh, so that's our Discord. Go check that out if you're wondering where the chat is. And uh, I'll say hey to Jim Hendrickson, Nancy Grover, Johnny Bergdahl, DJ Devin3, Andy Calloway, nice to see you all. And over in our YouTube, Dave Odessa, also Johnny Bergdahl again, Charles Burnerford. Uh, good to see you all. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, let's see what's going on. I have an exciting development for today, uh, and that is the uh, return of the John Parks Workshop coupon code. That is the coupon code for today, right there, floating right here in this space. Uh, this is going to get you 10% off in the store on anything and everything other than software, gift certificates, and subscriptions. Uh, so throw whatever you're interested in in your cart and type in walk this way into the coupon code section on your way out. And you'll get 10% off. That coupon code is good until midnight tonight. Pacific, no, Eastern time, midnight tonight, Eastern time. So you've got some time to, uh, to sift through and maybe you've got some projects you've been working on, some repairs you wanna make, some preparations you wanna do. Dream big uh, and get 10% off with the coupon code walk this way. Uh, and if you head on over, in fact, to our main page right there, you can see we've got some pretty snazzy new little items to throw in the store, including these uh, Type-C to Type-C USB cables that have a Type-A tip that you can remove. And these also have the magnetic end, so you can swap in uh, these sort of MagSafe connectors that you can plug into a USB-C port and that way have some, uh, some safety when you trip over a cord. You won't yank your laptop off the table. That's, that's sort of the idea. It's also a right angle connector for that, uh, this magnetic right angle USB Type-C adapter. Uh, and also this nice looking hex set. I have so many hex sets that I'm not sure I'm gonna get this one, but I don't know, maybe you can't have too many. Uh, I do actually always have to steal the metric set from, from my workshop if I'm doing something inside with it. So maybe I'll pick one up. Uh, also this looks cool, this little Pi, uh, Pimeroni Pico LiPo power shim that gives you a little battery uh, adapter for LiPos and on off switch. Um, I actually didn't check, does that have charging on it? Let's check, let's see. I'm gonna pull that coupon code off of there for a second. Uh, this is, does it have charging? Yeah, it is a charger, that's great. Power and charging LED indicators, yeah. Nice, so that's, that's an item you might wanna check out if you're doing some Pi Pico projects. Uh, but anyway, I'll leave that as an exercise to the viewer to go find some stuff that you want, but this coupon code is gonna get you 10% off. So walk this way, type that in on your way out uh, anytime today until midnight Eastern time in the US. Uh, let's see, what else is going on? We have our uh, jobs board that you may know about. If you check it out right here, 
There it is. Uh, you can see there's a new uh, posting here called Create an MP3 Player. Hey, that's interesting. That's related to something we'll be working on today. Total coincidence, actually. Uh, and this is the Marmfg. M-A-R-M-F-G is, is the company, I suppose, uh, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Looking for some help. So it's a freelance engineering job. Uh, looking for someone to help create an MP3 player to play from SD card reader. Control track selection and volume from an LED screen. Hey, maybe uh, maybe today's walk person project will uh, will inspire someone to to pick up a gig, a little freelance engineering job. Uh, so that's at jobs.adafruit.com. Go check that out. What else is going on? Uh, on Tuesdays, today's Thursday, on Tuesdays, I do that show right there. That's JP's product pick of the week. Uh, on it, I like to grab something new from the store or an oldie but goodie and give you a big whopping discount on it. I think we got 50% off this week on this tactile switch assortment. And uh, I'll do about 15 minute show, 20 minute show, but I like to reduce down a little one minute excerpt. So here you go. If you missed that, check this out. The tactile button assortment. You get 25 different kinds of buttons, 10 each. Nice little smorgasbord of the buttons here in a little parts tray. Also get the different colors on these, but these are, uh, uh, I think, a typical six millimeter. Uh, this is one of these right angle ones that has uh, some good support for the board. These, I love. I'm crazy about these. I'm putting these on Jay's uh, MIDI button board. These just have a really nice, it's a 12 by 12 millimeter, but they have a really nice tall, I think 10 millimeter uh, button. The sounds of these switches, because they are good and clicky. A little contact microphone module. This guy right here. Little tiny one. I'm going to use some tweezers to, to click this one actually. Woo! The tactile switch assortment 25 different kinds of buttons, 10 each. That was fun. I did a bunch more of those too, both on the show and before. It's fun to click those. Uh, so let's see what else is going on. Hey, let's do a circuit Python parsec. I'm gonna get prepped here. So my demo is good and ready to go. Uh, let's do it. All right, sorry, I think that was a little echoey there. For the CircuitPython Parsec today, I wanna to show you how to do this, which is create horizontal progress bars right inside of CircuitPython using the progress bar library. It couldn't be easier, and it's a really great effect, really useful, uh, and here's how you do it. In your code, the main thing you're gonna do is this import right here from Adafruit progress bar dot progress bar, import horizontal progress bar. Uh, then we set up our display in the usual way. In this case, I'm, I happen to be using a Pi portal, uh, but I'm setting this up just using board display so I can use board, uh, or rather, so I can use display IO. And then I am creating a display IO group. Inside of it, here is the key thing. H underscore progress underscore bar is the name I'm giving to the progress bar object. And the way we set this up is horizontal progress bar and then we set up the position on screen. So X, Y position, I've got 10 pixels over and 90 down. And this is from the upper left corner of the progress bar. 
And then the width and height, I'm making it just about the width of the screen, minus 20, so I'm just sucking it in a little margin. Uh, and then the height of it, I'm making it as 24, it's easy to change. Then I'm using some predefined colors here for the outline, the background, and the fill color. Uh, the size of the border, if there's a margin or not, the direction it goes, these are the defaults to go from left to right, but we can swap that right to left. And then a starting value, I have it set at zero. Uh, I add that to the display group, and then during my main loop, I'm just iterating in this case through a range from 0 to 101, and every time we iterate, we increase the progress bar dot value. So it starts off at 0, makes its way up to 100, and when you increment that value, it draws the graphic for you. You can see it's nice and smooth and fast. Uh, I have a little bit of randomness set up so that the speed varies each time, as if we're doing a download or something like this. So it's great for a visual effect. It's also great for real feedback for things like rotary encoders or touch screens or data that you're streaming in from the internet. Anything you want to display visually with a progress bar, this is a great way to do it. Uh, you can see here, in fact, if I head back up and change, how about the height of it? Let's make this half the height. So I'll make a, a 12 pixel progress bar. Boom, it updates and it's ready to go. So that is all it takes to use a horizontal progress bar inside of CircuitPython. And that is your CircuitPython Parsec. Uh, I will also mention there is a base progress bar class that the horizontal progress bar uses, and there's also a vertical progress bar. Uh, much to some people's chagrin, there's not a diagonal progress bar because that would be bonkers. Uh, you can, uh, one thing I haven't done with these is I'm sure you can mess with them and, and uh, get the speed to decrease as you increase the size. I think a 100 pixel high progress bar is probably gonna be a little slower to refresh there. Um, in fact, I'll take out my delay so that it tries to draw as fast as it can. So this will be the... Uh, not bad, actually. It, it draws pretty fast. I see only a little bit of screen tearing uh, on in real life. This is a little added uh, delay with the video rebroadcast of this. But uh, really super useful. Uh, I first started using this for the MP3 Walkman or Walkman person project uh, and you'll see that in action in a second there I'm using it for a couple things there uh, both the horizontal and the vertical so really useful uh, and uh, Andy Calloway asks what about a pie chart as a progress bar uh, that would be very cool I don't think there's anything in the works for it but I wouldn't be surprised if if someone could uh, create that maybe a, a Tim C kind of project foamy guy that sounds up his alley I know Brent Rubel uh, was one of the people who worked on this, and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting at the moment uh, the other. In fact, let's actually jump into, I'm going to bring up a, a Chrome window. I want to jump over to the, uh, read the docs for this. So I'm just going to Google this. So Adafruit progress bar. Uh, there is a learn guide right here, uh, which is... It's called the MagTag Progress Bar Basics, but it really will work for, for any, any display that uses Display.io. Uh, and if you look at these read the docs, hopefully I've got the right uh, version of that. 
here you can see uh, Hugo Dahl was the, was the, I think the original creator maybe, and, and Brent started working on it with him. I think I have that right. Uh, so here you can see this is the base class, uh, just progress bar. Uh, and then we have the horizontal, horizontal progress bar uh, and the vertical progress bar. So you can, you can go to docs.circuitpython.org and search for progress bar to look into that. Um, I mentioned, actually, let me, let me bring that back for a second because I mentioned it but didn't actually do it. If you uh, change the direction, so I'll recomment this uh, to one, now it will fill backwards. Uh, oh yeah, you can see my adhesive fell off on this Pi portal. There's just a strip of adhesive there. This is kind of meant to be under a frame and I didn't, I just grabbed a raw one. Uh, that keeps falling, partly because of the heat. Uh, so that's the, the reverse direction. Uh, I don't have any, I'm not changing my code to change the percentage uh, number that I'm displaying there though. Um, and so you can do bottom to top or top to bottom if you're using the vertical, otherwise they're very similar. Uh, mess around with things like the border thickness and of course the, the colors as well. So if we wanted to, let's say, uh, change the color out on this, Just change those three there. Now we got a nice yellow one. Let's make a red one. There we go. Ooh, that looks terrifying for some reason. Uh, so reverse, reverse the direction back here. Uh, that's default. You don't actually need to, to say zero. It defaults to left to right. Um, and you also don't have to, let's just comment this out here. You don't have to animate them. You can use it for other things. So if we just change this value number right here, uh, say start at 50, uh, you can just create a, a graphic of sorts. So depending on your needs, uh, just setting static value that could be useful as well. All right. Uh, so yeah, let me know if anyone's got some cool uses for that. Uh, I have seen it in some of the IoT projects and now I've been using it in the walk person project. Uh, okay, so let's see. Next up, I wanted to do a little bit of a gear report. Uh, and thankfully, I think we've got Todd bot in the chat over on Discord because I'm gonna show, and you know what, I'll, I'll uh, switch over to my bench cam for a second. I'm gonna show some cool PCBs that I got uh, recently from Todd. You can see them there. Let me, let me switch over to this workbench over here. I'll move this out of the way. Uh, so these are just a few open source projects that Todd has been working on. Oh, wow. Let me see if my, I think the spotlight might be on full key light here. Full blast. Is it? No, that's at 25. <laughs> I think the camera, this camera setting is, uh, a little overexposed, but actually I'm going to switch to main cam there. That's what I meant to do there. Uh, I don't think I have a quick, easy way to adjust that when I got to get up on the workbench to change it, but uh, I'll try to 
get at least get the glare off of there. Uh, so these are some open source projects. Uh, if you go to github.com slash toddbot, and this one is called the Pico 8 encoder, P-I-C-O, the number 8, and the letters E-N-C. Uh, so this one uses a Raspberry Pi Pico, and it connects it to eight rotary encoders uh, so that you can do whatever type of inputs uh, projects that you want. And uh, Todd, if you're in the chat, remind me, I think this one uh, is just, yeah, this one's just for use with the, with the microcontroller. Uh, this one is a Seesaw-based knob control, and this one is, I believe, uh, this one's a, a, a more of a developed project, a music project. So uh, this one uses eight pots rather than encoders. Uh, and it uses one of our Seesaw boards or Seesaw chips here so that you can connect to I2C into another microcontroller and now you've got eight potentiometers, which is really, uh, really neat, really helpful. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to looking at that, putting that together. This one has a uh, toddbot.com, or rather github.com slash toddbot C knobs, S-E-E-K-N-O-B-S. Um, so snazzy little... Uh, procedurally generated silkscreen on that too. Uh, I don't remember what these are on the side. You'll have to remind us. Are those buttons over there? I think those are. Those are some tactile switches. Uh, this one is similar except it uh, has space at the bottom here for a cutie pie and a uh, MIDI, or rather uh, audio output. I think this one does audio. Um, or maybe you can do both. Yeah, you can do both MIDI and audio. Uh, this one's at uh, also at C knobs, but this one has uh, code for doing a drone synth. So you may have seen Todd demo some of these on our uh, show and tell before, but go check those out. Also, you can just check out Todd's uh, Toddbot on uh, Twitter to see a lot of these videos. Usually they're embedded in the GitHub, uh, but really cool little gizmo. I will uh, get the parts together and maybe put some of these together and show them off sometime on the show. Uh, and there are some other, other exciting ones, too, uh, that, that I got from Todd. So thanks for those. Uh, and uh, I look forward to, to putting those together and playing with those. So let me head back over to the chat for a minute to see all the uh, important conversation and possible corrections, at least. Uh, oh, the links are there. Okay, so let me, let me pop this up. Uh, I'll go to my Discord view of the world. Uh, so you can see links there for Pico 8 encoder. Oh, thanks, Andy. You were saying that I think the, uh, the camera looked okay. Uh, the C knobs is the other one, both for just uh, input device as well as the drone synth. Uh, yes, tactile switch buttons. Uh, hey, I wonder, I've got a big assortment of them. Which ones fit? Let me, let me see. I've got so many tactile switches because of the product pick of the week. Let's uh, jump to the down shooter here. Mm -hmm. Where are you, down shooter? Down cam. Make a smaller me. There we go. Uh, so these, from just some of the assorted ones I had here, are you using that size? I think so. Yeah, so these little six millimeter ones will work well. Um, so you may have gotten some of these recently, and this, this would work with uh, either the red ones or the blue ones. Those have different stem heights, so you might want to just go with one. Uh, but I mentioned we do have the party platter, as Phil B. called it. 
which are, I believe, all the same stem height. And that's this guy right here. So that gives you these little six millimeter switches, but in white, blue, black, red, orange, yellow, green, and is that brown? It is brown. So lots and lots of uh, tech switches to pick from there. In fact, let me let me bring that project product up. I've never I haven't done that one as a product pick of the week, and it doesn't get enough love. Uh, let's go to back over to here. What's this one called? Switch. It's not the switch assortment. Have a button. No, let's try assortment. No, <laughs> right? Here's a new segment called how to search on my own website. Uh, yeah, it comes in that switch uh, holder. I swear I didn't dream it. This exists. What is this one called? Uh, let's say tactile. It's got to be under tactile switch. Shoo, there it is. Deluxe party tray. Okay, the, 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 the cute naming actually caught me. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, 10 bucks for 160 switches. It's called the six millimeter rainbow tactile button deluxe party tray. Uh, where in the world is the part I need? So this has uh, yeah, 20 of each. Yeah, 20 of each color. That's great. And I think these are, I'm going to guess these are six millimeter, six millimeter, maybe it's like a five millimeter actuator. Uh, yeah, comes in the cool tray. I actually kind of want one of these trays for our, our big batch. I just have the, the bag there, but uh, this is 25 different kinds of switch, so I need a bigger, bigger thing there. I should probably just go to the deli and get a big party platter and eat all the meats and cheeses and then swap in some switches. Uh, and by the way, I'll use this as another opportunity to mention coupon code walk this way. That'll get you uh, about a dollar off of that. So that'll, that'll be nine instead of $10. So 10% off uh, if you use the coupon code walk this way. And uh, oh, someone in the, in the YouTube chat said they just totally purchased it. I hope you knew about the coupon code. I hope you were watching from the beginning. Uh, did you psych? Really hope so. Uh, Anthony Becerra says, mmm, cheese. Uh, all right. So that is that. Thanks for indulging in those. Uh, so next thing I want to do is a little update on the walk person. So someone asked about the naming. Yeah, so this is uh, the, unlike the walk man, this is a mp3 player instead of a tape player. I think Sony did try to do their version of mp3 as a player one time. I think they may even have like a crazy high-end like thousands of dollars super high bit rate player now. Maybe they're using their, their Walkman name on it, but uh, this is the Walk person. And uh, part of the reason there is because I could fit the word mp3 into there. So uh, the Walk person is an mp3 player. Uh, and I'll, I'll go show it to you right now. How's that? So 
I started this project a little while back and built it on a breadboard. Uh, then I built sort of a prototype case for it. Uh, got the proper headphones that you need to, to play this sort of thing. In fact, I will plug it in for my own uh, amusement and enjoyment. You won't be able to hear this, but uh, I'll show you what it looks like in action. So you can see here I have uh, audio jack to plug in my uh, 3.5 millimeter headphones. And I got the power switch down here. So you'll see the screen does a little dance, uh, lists the files. So those are, I'm printing those to the REPL and the REPL is, is what's on right now. Um, oh my gosh, that's so bright. You know what I'm gonna do? Let me try this. Let me try to turn on this light and turn off this one. So it's a little dark on me, but that's a lot better for the uh, object here. So uh, now you can see I've got uh, Bartle Beats. Someone, someone just mentioned that in the chat. In fact, yeah, Bartle Beats uh, is, is the uh, musician that does a lot of the Adafruit songs. Uh, and this is off the album Frequency. So if I hit the white button here, it begins to play it. I'm hearing it. You can probably hear it if I put this around my neck. Put that near my lav. And you can see here, if I crank that volume up, you might be able to hear it a little better. And now I can fast forward to the next song. Uh, I'll turn that back down now. Uh, one thing I didn't implement, but I wish I had, and maybe someone else will, or, or I'll get around to it, is uh, mute by clicking the encoder. I don't have the click encoder doing anything right now, but I think it would be kind of cool to, to mute that. Uh, so we can also just pause, but I, I didn't want to pause yet because what I'm showing on here, one thing is we have the horizontal progress bar in action, and that's showing us the percentage that we are through on the song. So it just lets you know how far through the song you are. Uh, I didn't implement any kind of sort of scrubbing or partial fast forward. Maybe a 15 second forward would be cool if it's possible in, in CircuitPython. I'm not sure if it is with the MP3 decoding. Uh, it's a bit of a miracle really that the MP3 decoding in uh, directly on a, essentially it's a M0 because I'm doing this on the RP2040. So um, one core is doing all of that of, a, of an M0. Um, and it loads them off of SD card. So it's playing each song off of SD card. And you can see I can instantly switch to the next song. Let's go backwards. So you can see I was on Clay Guys. Now I'm back to Daisy. Now I'll go back forward to Clay Guys. Uh, I can pause right there. So you'll see the progress bar is going to stop updating uh, and resume. And it's always kind of a question of what is pause, play versus stop when you're not dealing with a, a tape? Because uh, typically on a tape, pausing, uh, I think if there was one on, an, on, a, on a Walkman, uh, it was going to let you resume instantly without moving the head. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Maybe that didn't exist. Did I just make that up? Uh, but with um, pause, play here, I'm essentially stopping the playback where I am, and then it resumes it. I'm going to take this off of my my uh, neck there in case that volume's too loud. Uh, in fact, I'm going to check my, check my chat real quick to make sure that there aren't any audio 
difficulties uh, before I keep going. Uh, da, 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 da. Hey, there we go. Oh, hit. My thumbs aren't being capacitive. Uh, okay, good. No, no, just audio is good. Thank you, Janescu. Uh, so the pause play does does the resume from where you're going. Uh, the play button will essentially restart it from the beginning. So if you're partway through the song and you just want to restart that song, that's what I have that one doing. So you'll see the, the progress bar jumps back. And when I switch to a new song, either forward or reverse, it always just goes to the beginning of that song. Uh, so let's see some other features on here. Uh, I'll go ahead and turn it off. So that's that nice little recessed switch there. And on the side here, we've got a couple things uh, going on. We have... And refocus. Uh, eh, close. We have USB-C, so that's for charging or for noodling with your code. Uh, but you don't need to plug into data to change the songs because we have the little SD card. So this is essentially like a tape mixtape player. Uh, I only have one of these right here right now with songs on it, but if you have a little bandolier of these or a tape case full of them. Uh, you can just insert that into the little card extender. Uh, so here, I'll pop this out so you can see it. So there's the little, uh, it, there we go. There's a little SD card extender. These are really cool. Uh, so it's not spring loaded. This just clicks in, uh, but then this, this goes into the spring loaded reader if it happens to be one, which is what I'm using. Uh, that is part of, in fact, let me show you the screen itself. Uh, refocus here. So this is the uh, two inch 320 by 240 TFT and it has an SD card reader on the back. So normally you would go like that, but being inside the case, we were a little far away from that. So uh, I designed the prototype case originally, and then uh, Noe did the, the finished one in those beautiful colors. This was my original, which was actually a bit, a bit tiny by comparison. I like the, very much like the added space that we get with this bigger one that Noe redesigned it to be. Uh, you can see my original kind of lives inside of that one. Uh, the space was necessary for the wiring. And uh, so that's how that, that clicks in and out, but you can still access it from outside the case. Um, and in fact, since it's a, a little easier to take, a, take apart this one than uh, the final there, which I'm still working on the guide for, so I wanna, I wanna take some photos and videos and things. Uh, but if you look at uh, the way the top is designed, here's a similar to what Noah ended up doing. We have uh, the See, do I have a spare one of these? Yeah, we have the Neo Key uh, 1x4 in there over Stemma QT. And into that, we've just got four of our little mechanical key switches there with some, let's see, do I have any juicy keycaps? I have no keycaps right there. I probably have some here. So that just lives like that, and then it's uh, recessed down inside like that so that you can 
click those buttons. Uh, and that runs then to a rotary encoder that is off on the side. So you can see on, on this one here, it lives in the side. The design's a little different on this one, but it's uh, living inside of this box right here. Uh, and so that is uh, running to the Neo keys and then all of them are running to the feather. Uh, and then lastly, I have one of our little uh, 3.5 millimeter jacks. Uh, I am running this as mono out. Uh, and I think the reasoning was, I don't think the I2S amp that I was using was stereo. So you could probably put two of them in there, but this was a big added complication and I decided to keep it mono. So while this is a stereo jack, I'm just running the same audio to both sides. Um, so depending on the, on the music, you, you uh, really ought to remix it down to a single mono track, which gets the size down as well and helps with, with playback. Uh, and then also you can see here in the case, there's a reset button. Uh, you can see that in action if I have this. Oh, I don't have a, it's gonna yell at me because there's no SD card. Uh, so it's, I don't have a fancy, hey, put in a tape, but it just tells you there's no SD card. Uh, so that's the reset there. That's a nice little uh, sort of living hinge spring type of uh, design in, in the, the model itself that Noah did. Uh, and, that is about it. So, in fact, let, let me turn this off for a second. I'll uh, see if I can plug the SD card back in and then let's uh, check out the code for this. This is a bit of a, there we go. There we go, a bit of a trick to get that in. Uh, so I can unplug that and let's bring it over to Workbench. I just uh, committed the code for this uh, Clippership in YouTube chat says, I love the colors. Me too. They're beautiful. I think uh, Noah knocked it out of the park with the colors on this. Really cool looking. So let's see. Let me jump back to, how about that view of the world? Get that thing off my head. And I will go ahead and plug in uh, USB-C to my workstation here. Oh, that's not USB-C. That is, all right. And let's refocus. Ooh, I gotta recolor balance it because is, that is not green in real life. Let's, uh, that's much more like it. Uh, so I'm gonna open up that code. Close this one here. And So originally I developed this on a Feather M4, but those are pretty much out of stock at this point, or if not, they're close to it and we can't get that chip. So uh, I swapped it over to run on the Feather RP2040. I did leave a comment, uh, comment outable, comment inable piece of the code that you'll see that lets you switch over to the uh, Feather 
M4 instead of the RP2040, but there is a, a wiring change of, of what you're plugging the I2S uh, audio amplifier into. So you can see here, we have a uh, ton of imports. I'm bringing in time, OS, board, bus IO, SD card IO, storage, audio mixer, audio bus IO, audio MP3. I've got my Neo key uh, to use Seesaw to read those, those button presses. Uh, Seesaw itself for the rotary IO, display IO, terminal IO. I'm not using any fancy fonts here. Text label, the ST7789 is the driver for the display. And then I've got our friend's horizontal and vertical progress bar. Uh, first thing we do, release the displays. Then I'm setting up the TFT display on SPI. Uh, the SD card also on SPI. Let's see how those are set up there. Uh, there's also the chip select here, uh, reset here. Then we have I squared C for the uh, Neo key. I'm setting up the bus, which will be used both for the Neo key and the rotary I.O., and then the setup of the Neo key, some default colors I wanted to use. Can't really see the LEDs. They, they kind of show up. Um, you can see here, if I cover this a bit, you'll see that's, that's kind of illuminated, and so when I press a button, they, they change, but it's not really meant to, meant to be uh, lit up that much. Uh, I did it because it was there, but we don't really need those. The uh, setup on the key states, then I've got Seesaw set up there to read the rotary I.O. Uh, encoder. MP3 file system set up, and uh, I check the SD card for a directory named SD, and then I just list all of the MP3 files that are inside of there, uh, and then we print them. So that's, that's why we see uh, when this first starts up. Let me restart this. You should see uh, the the files get listed. So on, or is it the card is just called, hey, I don't think they're in a file. I think just the SD card is, is named SD. Uh, and so I have the uh, files on the root level of that. I think that's right. I will find out because I got to write that up in the guide. Uh, so there are my songs and you can see I'm, I'm sorting them alphabetically and that is what allows you to do a mixtape order. Otherwise, uh, if, if you just went by names, it could be in whatever order. But if you have a particular album art order that isn't alphabetical or if it's a mixtape, uh, then you can just prefix everything with numbers and that'll, that'll work pretty well. Uh, then I have, uh, so this is some, some code that Toddbot wrote to create um, a record of the size in bytes of an MP3, and that's how we're using, we're using that to determine the percentage that we go through a song so that we can update that um, uh, horizontal readout as well as get, get to the next song uh, when we're done. The uh, track text, this is a little bit of code that I'm using to um, get the names of the text to print up on, on top there. Uh, and then here's my, I mentioned I have the um, setup for the I2S, which has different pins depending on Feather RP2040 or Feather M4. And it might be the case, you have to check, there's actually a pretty good little mini guide about how to uh, find out which pins on your microcontroller can do I2S. Um, happens to be, I think there's just two pins on the um, M4 that work for I2S. Uh, there are a lot of them on the RP2040, but it, it, they have to be consecutive pins, so I, I couldn't really use the same ones between the two. 
Um, oh, yeah, DJ Devin, thank you. He says, yeah, there's no actual SD directory. That's part of the virtual mount of the board. Thank you. Uh, then I've got some colors that I'm setting up to do uh, the progress bars. Oh, I skipped over. This is setting up the mixer object. So audio mixer, I'm using one voice, a sample rate that I'm encoding all my MP3s at, uh, single channel, and uh, bits per sample. All of those are then played on mixer voice zero. You could do multiple voices if you want to do fade-ins and stuff like that. I've done that before in projects, but I wanted to keep this simple. Uh, in that vein of a cassette tape, which does not crossfade unless you make it that way to, to begin with. Um, let's see, then setting up the display with display I.O. Uh, I've got this static bitmap. I mentioned on show and tell last night that originally I was going to see if I could do some animation of the tape reels, but really it just eats up too much uh, resource and is slow. So uh, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, gonna, gonna happen for me. Maybe someone could figure that out. Um, maybe it would need to be an Arduino to do it. I'm not sure, but I, I decided to keep it simple. And the fact that I was able to get these little um, progress bars working without messing with the audio I was pretty happy with. Uh, then I create my little labels for the song name, artist name. Uh, those are just derived from the, the naming of your file so that uh, you can see it down here. The track number underscore artist name underscore song name is, uh, is how that works. And you'll see here it does um, not like I can't remember if that's running off the edge or if it just doesn't like the, the fact that I put that underscore. I think uh, small selective should have a hyphen instead of an underscore because uh, it's not going to do the space that way. There might be other ways to get around that, but it's also a pretty big uh, word, so it's just going to get cut off. Uh, set up the progress bars like I showed earlier, both horizontal and vertical. Uh, whenever a track gets changed, either because we've reached the end of the track and the new one starts or we hit uh, forward or reverse, we are running this little uh, function here, which gets the uh, MP3 file name, uh, derives the song name uh, from that, the artist name from that, the MP3 file gets opened, the stream is created in the decoder, uh, we check again how many bytes are in it so we can do our progress stuff, and then we return all of those to the function that was calling it or the, the call that needed it. Then uh, we're just about done with the setup. We print the word walk person there for, for kicks. Uh, I set the play state to false. Uh, the last debug time is what is being checked against millis for the um, track timing position. And uh, this I don't need actually. I just noticed that I gotta get rid of that. Reels anim frame, I'm not doing that anymore. I was originally gonna use um, a sprite sheet for that. Dave Odessa asks in the chat on YouTube, does it have Bluetooth? It does not. This is not a Bluetooth uh, thing. You could add to that, I'm sure, but um, I did not. I just went straight old school, uh, plug in some headphones style. Uh, Zero Denio asks, so what are you using for that shortcuts keys? I'm not sure I understand the question, so maybe if you can reiterate that. Uh, let's see, then the main loop of the program here, uh, after we've started the, the mixer itself, and waiting on that just prevents some noise from happening. There are some things that can cause noise during setup. So I don't actually start the mixer object until we're done with setup. Uh, then the main loop here, we're checking for the encoder. 
Uh, and all of this is just about if I change the encoder, is the volume going up or down? And that also sends a call to change that vertical uh, display readout. If the play state is true, which I believe I have it set true to begin with, or no? No, I have it. So it doesn't play by default. We have to hit play. Um, so it's waiting on that. Uh, if it's not playing, uh, oh, sorry. If it's not true, we're waiting to press a button. So let me jump down to what the buttons do. Uh, these are the keys, the four keys that I'm checking. Uh, key zero is the previous track. One is play pause. Two is play the track from the beginning. That's what jumps it right back. See there? Uh, and three is next track. So if either of these gets played, let's do the simple one. Uh, if I play pause, then I pause the audio uh, and set the play state to false. Or if it wasn't playing, I resume audio and set the play state to true. So when play state is true, Moving up here, play state is true. Uh, here, we're going to check to make sure that we aren't done with the track. Uh, and we're just playing the song uh, and moving our progress bar along. If it was not playing, that's because we've moved to the next song. So we kick, kick through all of the renaming of the, of the text up top by running that uh, process up there, the check uh, change track, and then whatever track number we're going to. Um, Oh, I like this. Over in, in Discord, uh, someone has posted a, a nice uh, Sony Walkman that had the five-channel equalizer on it. That would be a nice feature to do some EQ. Uh, the other two buttons do the same sort of thing, except they just increment the track number or decrement the track number uh, within the, the length of however many we have in the list. Uh, and that is it. That is all it does. So. Uh, I'll be working on the guide now, now that it's put together. Um, thanks again to Noe for putting together this cool, colorful version of the case. Uh, the files will be available for that. And uh, you'll just need, uh, I think, two M3 screws with nuts and two M2.5 screws. And that's probably the nylon ones we sell would work. If not, you could get some, uh, some chrome-plated or stainless ones like here, uh, or nickel-plated, so, or any screw, really. Let me know if you have any other questions. Um, oh, DJ Devin3 says, Lady's revamp of the Easy Link might have Bluetooth Classic. Um, that's a good point. Uh, this is, yeah, uh, Janusku says the, the touch slide bar would be kind of cool. Yeah, you could do that with the Pi Portal I was demoing before. This is a, not a touch, touch display here. Um, and I was trying to trying to make this less like a iPhone playing your music or an Android device playing your music and more like an old school um, device. So I, so I went with big, ridiculous, chunky buttons up here and humongous uh, volume knob. Uh, all right, well, I think that is it for the project. Uh, and I will just, before I go, remind you that we do have the return of the coupon code. So. Uh, we did these forever on this show, and then the pandemic hit, and we stopped doing coupon codes for a little bit while we tried to minimize the, the bleed of, of money there uh, when no one could really work. Uh, but now it's back, so 10% off. Uh, you can expect these each week, and this is good just today. So load up your cart with stuff on the way out. Type in walk this way in the coupon code section, and uh, you will... Uh, 
uh, be able to do that on pretty much any item other than gift certificates, subscriptions, and software. Uh, all right. Well, thanks everyone for stopping by today. Uh, it was a lot of fun hanging out with you, and thankfully it's a little bit cooler today than it was a couple days ago, so I was able to run the, run the AC in here without browning out Southern California and survive it. Uh, that's going to do it for me. For Adafruit Industries, I'm John Park. This has been John Park's Workshop. Bye-bye. <laughs>